Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Recorded live. This conference is being recorded. Pour out your spirit. 
God, I just want you to fill me up today. Hallelujah. That is my heart's desire for God to fill me up on today. Praise God. Welcome to our Bible study for today. Amen. Praise God. I am indeed, amen, blessed to be here on today. Blessed, amen. Praise God to be able to have my right mind. I am blessed, amen. Praise God to be able to have legs to walk on, amen. Eyes to see, ears to hear. I am just grateful today that God has given me another day. Amen. And I'm grateful that you too are here in the land of the living and God is blessing you. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just go into a time of prayer. We want to get right into our word for today. Amen. Praise God. So go ahead and just lock hands with somebody. Amen. All around the world, grab somebody by the hand and begin to pray for them. Amen. Began to send your prayer request up. Amen. Praise God. And we're going to touch and agree here. Amen. Praise God with you. Amen. Father, we thank you. God, we glorify you. God, we just want to come to thank you, God, for this day that you've given us. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. God, through the midst of trials, tribulations, oh God, setbacks and pain, you are still good. So we come on this day, oh God, lifting you up. We come today, O oh God, thanking you for every praise report and every testimony. We thank you, Lord God, for every miracle. And we thank you, O oh God, for just loving us today. Father, we come today, O oh God, asking you, Lord God, to look down upon every home that is represented here today. We ask you, Lord God, to meet the needs of the people today. We ask for your blood covering over the land today. We ask for you to heal sickness, disease. We ask you, Lord God, to work out all problems and give victory. God, we just praise you today, O oh God, for hearing our prayers. We thank you, O oh God, for salvation today. And we're asking you today, O oh God, to Save those that are not saved. Deliver those that need deliverance, O oh God, and continue to use those that desire to be used. Father, we thank you and we praise you, God, and we give you glory. And all this we ask in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we do pray. Amen, amen, and praise God. Welcome to Amen, the Message of Christ Church. Amen, praise God. I am Pastor Sylvia Staples. Amen. Senior Pastor of the Message of Christ Church. And once again, we thank you for joining us here on our Bible study time. Amen. Praise God. So let's get right into the Word. How many hungry people do we have here on the broadcast today? How many people are hungry to hear more of God's Word? How many people are just not satisfied with the ordinary? Amen. Praise God. There is, amen, praise God, an extraordinary God. Amen. Praise God. And he's able to do exceedingly and abundantly more than what we can ask or more than what we can think. So, amen. Praise God. We give a shout out to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, today. Amen. For all of the great and mighty things that he continues to do in our lives. Amen. So, before we get into our broadcast, I just want to go ahead and give out our 
24-hour prayer line number, and that number is 312-607-7729. If you desire prayer, please pick up your phone and call us on the prayer line after our broadcast. And we ask that you please leave a message when you call our prayer line. Amen. Praise God. We're only returning calls to those that leave a message on the prayer line. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Let's get into the Word of God. Amen. Those of you that have your Bibles, amen. Praise God. We're going to read um, from two places today. So I want you to go ahead and turn your Bibles to Amos. The second chapter, verses 4 through 8. That's Amos, the second chapter, verses 4 through 8. And also, we're going to read, read Psalms 75. Amen. Praise God. So go ahead and get your Bible. Amen. And we are going to read from the Word of God again. Our scriptures are going to come from Amos, the second chapter, verses 4 through 8. And then we're going to read Psalm 75. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Let us begin reading from Amos, the second chapter, verses 4 through 8. And the reading of the word says, Thus said the Lord, for three transgressions of Judah and for four, I will not turn away the punishment thereof, because they have despised the law of the Lord and have not kept his commandments. And their lies caused them to err, after the which their fathers have walked. But I will send a fire up on Judah, and it shall devour the places of Jerusalem. I'm now reading in the sixth verse of Amos. Thus said the Lord, for three transgressions of Israel and for four, I will not turn away the punishment thereof, before they sold the righteous for silver and the poor for a pair of shoes that pant after the dust of the earth on the head of the poor and turn aside the way of the meek, and a man and his father will go in unto the same maid to profane my holy name. And they lay themselves down upon clothes laid to pledge by every altar. And they drink the wine of the condemned in the house of their God. I have just read to you Amos, the second chapter, verses 4 through 8. And now let us go to Psalm 75. Psalm 75. Amen. That's the 75th division of Psalms. And we're going to read verses 1 through 10. Let us begin reading. We praise you, God. We praise you, for your name is near. People tell of your wonderful deeds. You say, I chose the appointed time. It is I who judge with equity. When the Lord and all his people quake, it is I who hold its pillars firm. To the arrogant, I say, boast no more. And to the wicked, do not lift up your horns. Do not lift your horns against heaven. Do not speak so defiantly. 
No one from the east or the west or from the desert can exalt themselves. It is God who judges. He brings one down, he exalts another. And the hand of the Lord is a cup full of foaming wine mixed with spices. He pours it out, and all the wicked of the earth drink it down to its very dregs. As for me, I will declare this forever. I will sing praise to the God of Jacob, who said, I will cut off, cut off the horns of all the wicked, but the horns of the righteous will be lifted up. Amen, praise God. We are looking at the book of Amos today. Amos, the second chapter, verses 4 through 16, and then we read Psalm 75. A thing for today is God passes judgment. God passes judgment. Amen? God passes judgment. Our key verse is coming from Amos 2 and 4, where the word says, Thus saith the Lord, for three transgressions of Judah and for four, I will not turn away the punishment thereof, because they have despised the law of the Lord and have not kept his commandments. And their lies caused them to err, after the which their fathers have walked. As we began to look at this lesson, a couple of things that I want to point out that prayerfully you will get an understanding of as we go through each um, scripture. The first thing it's going to list the sins of Israel and Judah that the Lord condemned them through the prophet Amos. Amen. And we're going to continue to hear about the list of sins that the children of Israel did before the Lord. God wants us to see our sins and repent of our sins so that he does not have to bring judgment upon us. This is a lesson of warning. Um, there are some people that seem to think that they can continue to sin. And because it seems like they have not received any judgment, they have not received any punishment, and it seems like things are going fine with the sinful lifestyle that they have, they continue to sin. But right here in the Word of God in Amos 2 and 4, it says, I will not turn away the punishment thereof, because they have despised the law of the Lord and have not kept his commandments, and their lies cause them to err, after the which their fathers have walked. So God noticed the sins of the people as well as he notices the righteousness of the people. There is a punishment for sin. And this punishment comes from God. Man cannot punish you. Man can talk about you and put you down and cause you to 
get into a place of possibly feeling bad or depression, but the punishment, the repay of sin comes from God. So let's begin to look at this lesson. Amos is a powerful, powerful um, book of the Lord. Amen. Praise God. And again, we're coming from the book of Amos, the second chapter, and we have read verses 4 through 8. So that's Amos 2, 4 through 8. Um, Amos is a powerful book. Let me just give you a little bit about Amos um, before we begin the lesson. Um, Amos came from Tekoa. It was about 12 miles south of Jerusalem. And um, Amos was a shepherd. He looked after fig trees. and But his home was in Judah. Um, so God sent him away to Israel, which was north of Judah. And at this time of the lesson, Judah was a different country from Israel. I'm going to just kind of skip over my reading about Amos to some very important things. Um, they talked a li- little bit about Amos' life, but not much. Um, we don't really know anything about his family. Um, we uh, do not know where he gave most of his messages. But there is an important place in the north where people worship. And Amos lived when Jeroboam II was king of Israel and Uzziah was king of Judah. So uh, Amos gave most of his messages about 760 B.C. And um, it is possible that Amos sometimes taught in Samaria. So, um, another thing was that God is the judge. We want to make sure that we are not judging people. God is the judge. And here in the lesson, the Israelites are responsible for their actions. You will not be able to blame anybody for what you do. People might instigate people might try to push you into doing sin, but the ultimate person that is responsible is you. Amen? So, um, Israel was responsible for their actions. So, they had to expect God to decide to do what he did about their sins because they knew the word of God. When you know the word of God and you continue to do wrong, you're going to be whipped with many stripes. So the children of Israel worship pagan gods. And so because of their worship of paganism and disobedience, God had enough. There are times in your life if you continue to do sinful things, God will get to a place where he will bring judgment. 
So Amos compared the behavior of the children of Israel with the behavior of their ancestors. So it says that the ancestors wandered many years in the desert. So Amos used the example of the ancestors to tell the children of Israel that they are not to repeat the evil things that they saw their ancestors do. Um, this lesson, the Israel had a big sin. They worshiped idols. The worship of idols was against God's covenant. So we have to be careful of the things and the people and the places that we lift up and make idols out of them. God is against idols. Um, these idols that they worship were in a place, uh, Bethel and Dan were important places where the idol worship was being done. Uh, the people worshiped animals made of gold. So Amos was pointing out the sins of the people. Prophets. He was a prophet. He pointed out and he spoke what God told him to say to the people about their sin. Prophets do not be afraid to speak concerning sin. Don't try to be a prophet that pleases the flesh. Don't try to speak just what people want you to speak about that makes them happy and excited. Yes. We want to be happy and excited. But if you are doing wrong, prophets, you must speak correction. You must speak correction. Correction is good. If you love the Lord, then you will appreciate correction. Amen. It causes you not to reap the judgment of God, but reap the blessings and the benefits of God. Amen. So God cares about the poor people. Amen. So God brought many things to the children of Israel about how the rich people were treating how the the poor people and how the rich people had too much money. Amen. And God didn't like that. God doesn't care about you having a whole lot of money, but he does care about how you uh, mistreat people because you have more than what they have. Amen. Um, in the book of Amos, um, it is spoken about how the people sold other people as slaves. And this is how some of the people were becoming rich. They were selling the people as slaves and making money off of them. Um, in Samaria, many people used money to get an advantage over other people. They wanted to make sure other people stayed poor. Amen. Some of the farmers they were taking the land for some of the from some of the farmers and getting rich. They um, took the money that the farmers were supposed to get and gave it to the rich. So this was spoken against the people of Israel in the Word of God in the Law of Moses. The Law of Israel. They were supposed to protect the poor. 
So whenever you disobey and mistreat people and take from the poor and make them to be poor, you will deserve the punishment of God. So let's get into the lesson today. Just wanted to give you a general background of Amos and what was going on here in um, the lesson. So Amos 2, verses 4 and 8, we're going to look at today. Amen. Praise God. Um, the background for this lesson is, it talks a little bit about how Solomon was the last king of Israel. And uh, when he died, his son, Rehoboam, was the one to take over. And the son of Solomon, Rehoboam, he refused. Um, a request to reduce the tax load. And so doing, they established a separate nation and retained the name Israel. So the southern kingdom had only the tribes of Judah and Benjamin, and Judah was the largest, so that became the kingdom name. So just a little bit more background, it says that the first king of the northern nation was Jehoiakim. But he quickly realized that he would lose the allegiance of his people if they continued to go to Jerusalem to worship. So he decided to build two centers of worship for the people. Amen? But he made golden calves at each place of worship. He encouraged adulterous devotion to the calves. He appointed unqualified people to be priests. And he established an alternative festival. Most of the people were shocked of the actions of the son of Solomon. Amen. These actions were shocking. And so the time had come for judgment. So Amos was chosen to go and speak to the people concerning the way that they were treating God and the punishment that they were going to get. It's not easy speaking to people about their sins because most of the time people become angry. Most of the time people don't want to hear what you have to say about their sins. But God's raising up some prophets in this season and he's sending you out to the land He's sending you out to church ministries. He's sending you out to confront sin in your neighborhoods, on your job. He's sending you to confront sin in pastors and leaders that are not being obedient to the will of God. So let God use your tongue, prophets in this season, men and women of God, because Sin must be confronted so that there can be healing in the land. So God sent Amos from his home 
in Judah to prophesy. See, a lot of people look at prophecy and they want to be a prophet because they see a lot of people preaching about you're going to get a house, you're going to get a man, you're going to get money, you're going to get a new job. Amen. But nobody is prophesying to the sin that the people are in. And you will not receive a house, you will not receive a job, you will not receive uh, money, you will not receive, amen, praise God, new things from the Lord, amen, until you come to a place where you have walked away from your sins. See, a lot of prophets don't add that on. They give the people false hope. Yes, God wants to bless you with material things. He wants you to have the best. But he also wants your heart to be a heart after God. He also wants your lifestyle to line up. So when somebody prophesies to you that you're going to get something, Make sure you are not stopping that blessing from coming because you are walking in sin. So God is sending prophets out to speak what he is telling them to speak. And God sent Amos to prophesy in Israel. The purpose for sending Amos was to announce that judgment was coming. Not only on Israel, but on all of the surrounding nations. So Amos began his ministry by proclaiming that the Lord will roar from Zion. God is roaring from Zion because there is sin in the camp. We have allowed our churches to be sinful. And prophets have become afraid of what the people will say or do if they speak the truth. The roar of a lion can be heard up to five miles away. When a lion roars, it announces to all that this is his territory. And so God is roaring in this season. He wants the people of God to take back what God has given to the body of Christ. And when you speak and prophesy the truth, you're taking back. So Amos had some territory to cover, to speak. It's also mentioned here that for three transgressions and for four. And what this is talking about is sin after sin. From your great-grandmother to your grandmother to your mother. Or from your great-grandfather to your grandfather to your father. There has been sin. A continual pattern of sin. Somebody needs to look at their family's sin line and begin to break that generational curse that is trying to continue to flow in your family. 
you have been called to be the curse breaker. You have been called to be the curse breaker. You can look back from three to four generations and see how your family has struggled in finances. They never had anything that they can call their own. They have slaved. They have sweated. They have worked their fingers to the bone, and they have not anything that they can say that gives victory in their life but you. And because of sin, some of our families have a sin of drunkenness. Some of our our families have sexual sins of incest, rape, pornography. Some of our family lines from third and fourth generations have um, sins of whoremonging, adultery, witchcraft, and now that spirit is trying to come into you, but hey, glory to God, it is broken and it must stop with you. Amen. Praise God. Things are turning around because you have said yes to God and you are not going to allow what your forefathers, your family walked in to stop you. You're going to break that curse and you're going to turn it around and walk in the will of God. But this is what was happening here. Three to four generations, they were continuing the same sin, sin after sin, after sin, after sin. The transgression um, had poured over into nations and to cities. Um, And God says it had reached its limit. God was ready to act. God is a loving God. We love God. God loves us. And most people don't think that God will bring judgment. They say, well, God, God wouldn't hurt a person, uh, God wouldn't uh, bring judgment on people. It says right here in the word of God. See, God hates sin. He's not punishing you. He's punishing the sin in you and, and the consequences of what you did. You have to pay each and every time you walk in sin. There is time for you to stop reaping sin and reap the benefits of heaven. God was ready. He had given, God is so good. God gives you so many times to repent. Some of you can be a witness right now that you know there are things that you have done and God's mercy covered you. But some of you are right now in a place where you are reaping the judgment of God because you did not stop. When God said stop, you continue to do it because you thought nobody else could punish you or even see what you were doing. But God sees all sins. And there's a punishment for sin. And even as I got under my prayer shawl today, God began to show me the sins of the people. Body of Christ, if you don't stop right now sinning before the Lord, playing church, 
there is judgment that is going to come upon you. God is ready to act upon you if you don't stop. Amen? So because of these sins, God promised fire to fall upon the people. So the people of Israel were being warned time after time. God warned you in his word. He sends prophets. He sends pastors, um, apostles, bishops, teachers, evangelists to speak to you. But you have ignored because it feels like you are getting away. But God condemns every person that sins. And he sent Amos, Amos the prophet of God to speak and predict punishment. It says that the nation of people were going to receive what they deserved. Glory to God. So after hearing a series of people that spoke to them and they ignored, God said, this is it. So it says here that the seventh nation was Judah, and this is where Amos lived. He was condemning his own nation. Amos had to go and speak to his own nation. Prophets, God is sending you to your family members to speak to them. God is sending you to even husbands and wives to speak to them. God is sending you to your children to speak to them. God's sending you to your own. Don't be afraid of their faces. Speak what thus say the Lord. Amen. So let's quickly go through our lesson. Thus said the Lord, for three transgressions of Judah and for four, I will not turn away the punishment thereof. So again, Judah is indicted with the same for three, for four uh, generations. Um, they have sinned. The people have crossed God. And now it's time for judgment. So we also see that in the past, God had brought judgment on his people. Um, some examples were the days of Noah and Sodom and Gomorrah. And also in the time of Abraham. We can also see judgment when um, Nineveh, when Jonah was sent there for a message to speak to the people in Nineveh. Amen. Praise God. And God's warnings are always motivated by love. God said in his word that he wished that any should perish. God does not want you to perish. And sometimes judgment will bring you to repentance. 
Amen. Praise God. If you're not willing to repent on your own, amen, even in times of you going through the judgment that God has allowed to fall upon you will bring you to repentance. So even through judgment coming, it simply shows that God still loves you. If he didn't love you, he wouldn't even waste the time to bring judgment upon you. He would let you go straight to hell without even a chance of seeing and knowing what you have done. But he wished that not any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And you ought to read that scripture. It's Second Peter 3 and 9. So if a nation abandons God and does not repent, or especially after hearing the warning, then judgment is inedible. It's, it's, it's perfect. It's God's timing. Proverbs 14 and 34 says, Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin will lead to God's reproach. Amen? Praise God. Uh, it says, because they have despised the law of the Lord and have not kept his commandments, and their lives caused them to err after the which the Father have walked. So um, here we see the um, some of the things against Judah and, and how that they sinned against the Lord. And see, the people of Judah had the privilege of worshiping in Jerusalem. And God was trying to have a relationship with them. But they continued to have uh, lies. They caused people to go after other gods. This is after they had went through the rituals at the temple. And they and they choose to believe um, the pagan gods. And they didn't listen to God's warning. They ignored God's warning. He even talked about how their fathers had to learn the foolishness the hard way. Some of some people are repeating what their fathers repeated. It's a generational thing that has tried to attach to you. Rebuke it. You will not be like your father. You will not be like your mother if they did not walk according to God's will. You will not be that way because you will make a choice to live holy and to live the way that God wants you to live. This is simple, simply a lesson to point out your life that you are aware that sin holds a consequence and nobody is getting away. He says in the fifth verse, I will send a fire upon Judah and it shall devour the places of Jerusalem. Amen. Praise God. That is plain and simple. Amen. Praise God. God is going to send a fire upon them. And it shall devour. That means that nothing will be left. You don't want to waste your time building things the wrong way and to have God to come and burn it up. And then you have nothing. That's why you cannot let people lead you into lies and rebelliousness because it has a sin punishment attached to it and it will cause you to end up with nothing. You might be feeling like you have a lot right now by uh, the lies, stealing, 
um, uh, doing things that are not of God and getting away with it so you think but there is going to be a fire that is going to fall up on people and it's going to take away everything that they got the wrong way. Amen. Praise God. So let's move on. Amen. In verse 6, Thus said the Lord, For three transgressions of Israel and for four, I will not turn away the punishment thereof. Amen. Amos continues to speak that he will not turn it away. He is going to punish you because you have said before that you will not do it. You have made false lies to God time after time. He delivered you and you went back and you continue to do it. People of God, stop going back to sin. Stop saying to God, I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm, I'm going to turn away and then next week, the very same night, you are doing the same thing over and over again. God is going to shine the spotlight on you in the church and reveal those that are lying. It's dangerous. Praise God for you to continue to lie to God. They're repeating these things over and over again. But God says, I'm going to bring punishment. Some people are preaching, and as soon as they finish preaching, they go right out and sin. God is saying judgment is coming. And they were mistreating the people. They were mistreating the people. My God, in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Amen. Praise God. So we are in the book of Amos. Amen. The second chapter of Amos. And uh, we are right now at the fourth. Amen. Praise God. And the fifth verse. Where the Lord is saying, I will certainly punish the people in Judah for their many Amen So we want to note here that Judah is different from the other nations The other nations have broken the general law Which is for all people But Judah has broken the special law Which is for God's people See Body of Christ You cannot do what you see the world do. Don't let people deceive you because sin always looks good and it even feels good. But the thing that people miss is the punishment, the consequences. We don't look beyond the feel good. We don't look beyond what looks good. We don't check into what the consequence is going to be. Amen. Praise God. So because Judah belonged to God and they are God's people, they they admit they committed a serious crime before God. 
And so part of it is Judah's ancestors has taken them had taken them in the wrong direction. You cannot follow after people that are doing wrong. I don't care who they are. They can be mama, daddy, sister, brother, husband, wife, kids, in-laws. If they are doing wrong, then you need to flee. You need to flee. The Bible teaches us. That we are to separate ourselves from sin. So Judah was in a hard place with God because they knew better. They had allowed their ancestors to take them in the wrong direction. And that was no excuse for the people of Judah. They were found more guilty than the people in the world. Read Psalms 51 verses 3 and 5 and Matthew 23 verse 31 through 36. So Judah was different from the other people. God considers us different from the world. So when it comes to punishment, God's going to punish the people of God according to the word of God and what and how they are supposed to live. The body of Christ is supposed to look like God and not like the world. We have to stop bringing the world into the church. Amen. And doing what we see people do. People that are a part of the body of Christ don't live in relationships with people in the same homes when they are not married to them. You can't do what you see your cousins do or what your mother did or your father did. And it looks like they got away with it for years. So you cannot go out and have a relationship with somebody else's husband or wife and think that because you are saved, God's going to overlook you. But you have to make sure that you are not found in these type of relationships before the Lord. So in the sixth verse to the eighth verse, it says, This is what the Lord says. I will certainly punish Israel people for their many sins. I will do this because they sold good innocent people for silver. They sold poor people for the price of a pair of shoes. It was if they pushed those poor people's faces into the ground, and then they walked on them. They have stopped listening to people who suffer. A father and son have sex with the same woman. They have ruined my holy name. 
They take coals from the people who owe money to them. Then they sit on these coals while they worship at their altars. They make people pay fines for things they have done wrong. Then they spend that money to drink wine in the house of their God. My God, in the name of Jesus. God is not pleased. See, Israel was glad to hear about the punishment of other nations. But they were shocked when Amos came and spoke to them about what God was getting ready to do to them. You better be careful as people of God how you point the finger at other people in sin. And you also have sin in your life. They were pointing the fingers at the foreign nations because they figured that they belonged to God and they could do whatever they wanted to do. Some people think just because they are pastors, they can mistreat the people. Just because they have a certain position in the church, they can mistreat the people. Whew. God is not only judging the foreign nations, but he's going to punish his people too, just like he punished Israel. It says in the word of God that Israel, the people of Israel were selling innocent people as slaves. Innocent people. My God. Just because they had the authority and they thought because they were God's people that they could sell innocent people as slaves. My, my, my. They were selling innocent people for very low prices. The price of shoes. Mm, mm, mm. My God. So in the seventh verse it says the duty of kings was to protect the innocent people. We are kings and queens in the kingdom of God. We are to protect the people, not to sell the people into slavery. And some of us are selling people into slavery by lying to them about the word of God. When you lie to the people about the word of God and not tell them the truth, it keeps them under a slave mentality. And if you don't continue to speak the truth and break the slave mentality in the minds of the people, it will keep them in a place where they will not be able to prosper. And God is going to judge you and punish you for not speaking the truth to break the bondage off of the people of God. My God, Jesus. The kings were to protect the innocent people, but they failed. They failed. They were selling people as slaves for money, prostituting them. They were prostituting some of the women. God says that sex without marriage is wrong. In the book of Leviticus, the 20th chapter, verses 7 and 20. I just preached a message that I posted on my social site about lock it up. And God gave me 
the illustration of a chastity belt. He said that there are there are too many people sleeping around. You need to lock up your precious body and keep yourself consecrated before the Lord. Judgment is coming. You will not continue to hide. And God is speaking this word today, and he's saying, give yourself to me. These people were innocent, but they were being sold to have sex with people. In the 8th verse, it says, rich people were robbing the poor people. God hates this. Poor people need money. Stop robbing the people in the church. Prophesying that they're going to give a house and then putting an offering basket out asking them to give money that they don't have. Just because you are trying to get a rich get scheme. People are to give and be a blessing. But they're not to be lied to so that you can get money out of them and you know that they're not promised a house because they're in sin. You fail to tell them that they need to come out of the lifestyle that they are in. But you prophesy to them because you were going to ask them to give to you. You're taking from the poor. That will not help them to be rich. It says they gave their clothes to rich people who gave them a loan for the clothes. And these rich people would set on these people clothes doing worship. It said here in the word of God that God's law did not allow a person to keep another person's coat at night. Because the night was cold and the poor people needed their clothes. And so the rich people made the poor people pay large fines. There are people that are putting more on what they should be putting on in their businesses, trying to get more. Mm. It says that a fine is a sum of money that a person must pay as a punishment. This is when they could not pay the debt. But the rich people used the money to drink and to buy wine. Oh, my God. God is angry with what is happening in the body of Christ. God is not pleased when we take from the poor. Amen. Praise God. So this word, amen, today Amen, praise God, is is so powerful and so needed. Amen, praise God, that we are to examine ourselves. Amen, to see how we are treating people and how we are living. Amen. They laid down the clothes to pledge by every altar. Amen, praise God, that was wrong. Amen, and what they were doing. Amen, praise God, it also says, Amen. In one of my um, commentaries here, when I was reading, amen, praise God. I'm going to go back and try to find that, uh, uh, that a father and a son were having sex with the same woman. Amen. Praise God. A lot of lustful 
spirits have entered into the minds of the people of God. Mothers are having sex with their daughters. Fathers are having sexual relationship with their sons. God is not pleased with these type of relationships. And he's going to bring judgment. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. So let's just sum up our lesson here. Amen. Praise God. Because we have heard from the Lord. Amen. Praise God. And um, we want to begin to look. Amen. Praise God. At our lives. And we want to get to a place where we are repenting. That we are repenting. Amen. And turning away from our sins. Amen. Praise God. We are the people of God. We're living by the grace of God. Amen. Praise God. And um, if you do not check your attitude and check your life, then God will bring judgment upon you, and you will get the punishment that is deserved. This is not a preach-down message to put anybody down, but this is a message that is a warning. There is a lot of sin going on that has come into the body of Christ, and people are not preaching repentance anymore. They are accepting the ways of the church and they are pushing it under the rug. But God is raising up Amos, the spirit of Amos. It is coming to speak to you concerning the sin that is in your house, the sin that is in your marriage, the sin that is in your church ministries, and the sin that is in you. He's speaking to you today because he loves you and he does not want to bring fire down upon you and burn up everything that is in your life. So continue to lay before the Lord. Ask God to search you and ask God to give you a word that will bring condemnation and that will bring repentance to the body of Christ. And most of all, treat people the way that you would desire to be treated. Don't mistreat people because they have less than you. Help them to get better. Amen. And to do the will of God. Listen, God bless you. Let me go ahead and pray over the line right now. Father, we thank you for reminding us that we are accountable for our ways and how we treat others. We pray, Lord God, for every person that is listening to this word today to search their hearts and minds and repent of anything that is not in the will of God for their lives. Father, we want others to see Christ in us. So clean us up, God, and make us righteous and holy that we will be able to do your will. And we pray, God, that none of your people will walk in judgment. They will not be judged because of sin, but they will repent 
and that they will be pleasing in your sight. And we thank you. And we praise you and give you glory. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we do pray. Amen. And praise God. God bless you. I love you all. Amen. Praise God. Continue to join us here at the Message of Christ Church. We are here Monday through Friday. Amen. We are here Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central Time. Amen. We're also here every Monday evening at 7 o'clock p.m. on our Miracle Monday, hosted by Evangelist Betty Howard. Amen. Praise God. We're here every first Friday for our midnight prayer. Continue to join us for midnight prayer. Amen. And please don't forget about our Sunday 8 a.m. Bible study. Amen. Please invite people, amen, to join you on our broadcast times. And also, amen, continue to visit our website. I'm putting up new videos, amen, on the social sites and the websites. Amen. Praise God. So continue to join us and those of you that are uh, interested in the prayer shawls. Amen. I have posted something on my Facebook page. You can take a look at the prayer shawl under Sylvia Staples. Amen. Praise God. If you would like to uh, purchase a prayer shawl, please give us a call or go to the website, messageofchrist.net. Amen. Praise God. Listen, God bless you. Amen. And we're also looking for partners. If you would like to be a partner in this ministry, amen. Praise God. Please, amen, go to our website and make your financial donation. Amen. Messageofchrist.net. And if there's anyone on the broadcast that desires prayer, we're going to ask you to call us on our 24-hour prayer line, 312-600-7729. Please leave a message when you call the prayer line. We're only returning calls to those that leave a message on the prayer line. Amen. And we thank you again for being a part of our Bible study. God bless you. Have a blessed and wonderful day. And if you have enjoyed the broadcast, we would love to hear from you. Send us a text or an email at 312-600-7729. Our email address is messageofchrist at yahoo.com. God bless you, God bless you, and goodbye. Your conference recording has stopped. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.